Hi there! You're about to listen to a vintage episode of the Under the Microscope podcast. While the content is still as relevant and as interesting as when it was recorded, our webpage has changed. You can now find us at thesciencetalk.com slash real-scientist-nano. Welcome to Under the Microscope. This series is brought to you by the Real Scientists Nano team. Our goal is to provide a platform where scientists can communicate their work and interact with the public. With that in mind, every week we introduce you to a scientist working in the field of materials and nanoscience who would be curating the RealSci underscore nano Twitter account. Hi everyone, today we have with us Serve Ostemir, who is a postdoctoral research associate at the Institute of Photonics and Quantum Sciences at Harriet uh, Watt University in Edinburgh, Scotland. Uh, hi Serve, uh, welcome to Real Scientist Nano under the Microscope podcast series. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Awesome. Let's start by understanding your career journey so far. Uh, so please tell us how you got to where you are uh, a postdoc uh, in Edinburgh. Um, so I grew up um, in in east of England um, from 13 onwards, uh, but um, I was born in Turkey and lived there until I was 13. Mm-hmm. So during my school years in England, I have built a big interest in physics and I ended up taking physics as my undergraduate subject mm-hmm. at University of Warwick. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and during my final year at University of Warwick, I ended up uh, becoming really interested in two-dimensional systems mm-hmm. and the, the physics displays, displayed by these two-dimensional systems. Mm-hmm. And... Um, At that point, I made a personal discovery about graphene and how graphene, in a sense, revolutionized the ways of studying two-dimensional phenomena in comparison to traditional uh, semiconductor heterostructures structures that are also utilized to study this physics. Mm -hmm. Uh, And um, so for my PhD, I got got my studentship from Graphene Nano Center of Doctoral Training at University of Manchester. Which was um, which I was very happy about because that's where the home of graphene is, uh, mm-hmm. and and basically um, having obtained my PhD studentship from there, I was fortunate enough to carry out my research under uh, the PhD studentship of um, Professor Sir Konstantin Novoselov, mm-hmm. uh, who who was awarded who was co-awarded the Nobel Prize 2010 for his discovery of graphene. Mm-hmm. And uh, I finished my PhD in September in 2020, so just this past year. And following on from there, um, I moved to Harriet Watt University and Quantum Photonics Laboratory of Professor Brian Gerardo. Mm-hmm. And since October 2020, that's where I have been and I'm currently um remaining in the same field but working on different projects to what my phd was essentially mm-hmm. so my my deep enthusiasm for physics from school days took me all the way up to here i guess <laughs> <laughs> 
That sounds amazing. From from school to now, you're somewhere the other way doing physics uh, and gathering knowledge on physics and using that knowledge for so many different things. And you have worked with some incredible people. Of course, I mean, the Nobel laureate for, for graphene, um, I think 2010 uh, uh, in physics, that's where um, Andre Geim and... Um, Constantin, oh, yeah. uh, they got the Nobel Prize, right? So that sounds really amazing, really, really inspiring, I must say. Um, so your current work, um, I'm assuming there is some physics involved there. I mean, you did speak about that a little bit in the short podcast. Uh, but where does your current work fit in this big picture of materials on nanoscience? Because it's quite a broad field, right? Yes, yeah. um, exactly. So I think the... Um, the most important aspect of uh, the most important aspect of it of it for the field of nano and material science is that um, we just have an incredibly um, incre incredible number of potential of 2D materials. So graphene was the first one, and now we have, I believe, at least a uh, hundred of them uh, identified, isolated, and studied to different extents. But there are there are predictions that basically suggests up to two thousand materials mm -hmm. uh, that that can possibly be generated, made, and studied. So I believe, and each of these materials, in principle, um, study uh, in principle display uh, different properties. And I believe um, sometimes the physics we discover in the lab while trying to work out this this new material and what it might what it might display the certain properties that comes out of this material is actually a potentially a huge application in the field of nanoscience and nanomaterials in general which is mm -hmm. why graphene moved away from a solid state physics being a solid state physics celebrity material to you know even applications in um, bioengineering nowadays. Mm -hmm. uh, so I believe that it has a it has a huge interdisciplinary aspect, and and the research we do in the lab has potential implications quite often on uh, chemistry, biology, and nanoengineering in general too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, that does. It does put things in perspective, at least in my head, from whatever little I know of materials or nanoscience, it does uh, help to understand where does your, your research fit, your current research fit. Um, and, it, and it sounds really cool. I'm really excited to uh, read your tweets and see the pictures and images and what you're going to talk about, how you're going to explain it. I'm really, really looking forward to that. Um, so survey, I'm, I'm pretty sure um, you have your, your current research, as I said, is super interesting, but it sounds to me that you have been involved in a lot of very, very interesting research projects throughout your career. Um, and I know this question is a tough one. Um, if you have to pick one research project that you're most proud of or yes. the most fun or quirky one, uh, could you pick one and explain it to us in simple words in the section we call In Other Words? Yes, so uh, I am most proud of my contributions into first ever systematic investigation into rhombohedral graphite films. Okay. So graphite, which is basically in pencil leads, comes in two structural forms. One is hexagonal and mm -hmm. the other one is rhombohedral. 
Mm-hmm. And rhombohedral one is basically a topological insulator mm-hmm. in, in film limit. And it is uh, it is basically an N-layer generalization of graphene. Mm-hmm. And during my PhD, which um, and especially writing up my PhD thesis, which I dedicated to my experiments on rhombohedral graphite, I have basically found out that in low energy limit, it, it is an N-layer generalization of graphene. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, it is also accompanied by three-dimensional transport effects. Mm-hmm. So it's, it basically acts as a quasi-3D system mm-hmm. and displays some of the physics that's displayed in graphene in two dimensions in three dimensions, despite mm-hmm. being a very, very thin film system. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, basically, I am I am very proud of it, and it it was my my thesis. And recently, I have been awarded a prize for my thesis, which I'm sure you've heard of, Springer Thesis Prize. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, it will all be out as a monogram book as well soon. Oh that my God! Share with everybody. Yeah, I would oh say. Oh my God! Yeah. Congratulations. And uh, I can imagine why you picked this as the project that one of the projects that you're most proud of, because, yeah, that definitely sounds super interesting. Wow. Thanks. Uh, Do you still remember the feeling the first time you uh, got the results that you were hoping to get or expecting to get? Or was it like completely unexpected? Like, whoa, what is this now? Yes, yes, yes. So um, I... Well, when I first started working on the project, I I immediately realized, even though I was a new, like fairly new PhD student, I immediately realized that there was a huge um, prospect and potential because there were lots of theory papers talking about rhombohedral graphite and the interesting physics associated with it, like mm-hmm. magnetism and superconductivity, but the mm-hmm. experiments weren't actually there. And actually, I think one of the first samples we have made uh, gave these very, very fascinating results. Mm-hmm. And first, I I immediately thought that it was some kind of an artifact, as it often is, doing yeah. science. Yeah. But later on, we measured more samples and we made we we realized that it was true. And obviously, this was a very big project with a huge number of people involved. Mm-hmm. But I would say, yeah, I was very happy, and it was a it was a great moment, especially as a reasonably early PhD student, I mm-hmm. would say. Um, yeah, uh, the lucky moments in science are always, yeah, they're good memories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Wow, that sounds amazing. And I hope you will talk more about it when you're taking over the account. Uh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Awesome. So, uh, Survey, I mean, it's clear to me that you love the research part of being a scientist, but there are also other aspects or other responsibilities or tasks or whatever you call them, uh, which come with uh, being a scientist. So what else do you like uh, about being Uh, uh, a scientist other than the research itself? Yes, I I really enjoy teaching aspect as well, especially um, so being able to, I mean, Doing research, we deal with a lot of fundamental concepts and we have to think about a lot of fundamental physics and being able to um, take that physics away and show it to undergraduate students and actually tell them, look, I know that this immediately doesn't make sense now why you're necessarily learning about this, but here is a really, really nice application of it. 
and mm -hmm. this is why it is really important that you grasp these ideas like quite clearly mm -hmm. uh, like for later on stages it can help you quite a bit mm -hmm. i um i think i really enjoy teaching because i really care about especially teaching my field solid state physics which mm -hmm. is something i have done this year in harriet watt um i care about it and i want to make sure that things are introduced in a proper way because mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of a lot of students can be put off even research like specific mm -hmm. research fields just because they don't receive the right guidance right, yeah yeah, and right, they aren't introduced with things in the right way. I, I would say teaching is amazing. And also moving away from academia outside, just meeting people in general public immediately when you tell them that you're a researcher, you get this like um, huge respect from people. Uh, I think the that aspect of research, obviously we could be way more paid in other jobs and elsewhere. But I feel like just being able to get that is it matters the most to me as well as as well as the other bits. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, it's good to know that uh, we have active researchers like you who do enjoy teaching and who enjoy that process as well, because that's also very very important, right? To to uh, bring the next generation, train the next generation of scientists. That's yes. what uh, you would be doing. So it's great that you like that and you enjoy that, because that means that that your attitude and your positivity is then translated. Uh, to the next generation and like passed on and uh, if the teacher is happy students are happy everyone is happy in this equation uh, so that's really nice um, that that's really nice to hear so um, what advice would you give survey to to either yourself or to to researchers who are starting up today um, um, I think the most important advice is that it is not certainly easy uh, I, I would say I would tell them be patient against difficulties and that you will ha you have to be willing to put a lot of effort into things because mm -hmm. things don't work immediately it takes time and um, sometimes you have pressure just because you're competing with other groups and etc mm -hmm. but at the end of the day it is beautiful and it is amazing um, the, the science that we're dealing with so I would say patience uh, is the is probably the the most sound advice. At the same time, hard work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hard work and patience is very very uh, important pieces of advice. Thank you for that. Um, so I hope your research experience has been wonderful so far, and it sounds like it has. And I hope it will continue to be wonderful in the future as well. However, if you had three wishes to improve your research experience what would you ask for and i'm not promising anything here okay <laughs> so um as as we discussed already i work with atomic lithium crystals mm -hmm. and i know we haven't mentioned yet uh, but the way to make these atomic lithium crystals the most sound way of making them right now is basically using tape and putting pieces of tape to get two pieces of tape together and separating them and making crystals extremely thinner and thinner. Yeah. Um, and I would say a lot of my life and my time is spent searching for very, very thin crystals. Mm -hmm. So having a magic tape that just immediately makes them 
and make some very big crystals would be really nice. <laughs> Other than that, uh, I I spend a lot of time trying to make good contacts to to these semiconductors, uh, basically to be able to study the 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 electronic transport effects. Mm -hmm. Be nice to have an easier way of making them. Mm -hmm. And lastly, um, anyone who has published a paper would know that uh, that you have to put through a fight. Um, so I would say. Well, maybe this is a bit of a controversy out there, but nice but fair referees. <laughs> <laughs> Just maybe getting rid of that referee too, that always seems to cause troubles. But I, three, I think, right? Uh, yeah, referee it, three. It, yes, it varies, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, all three very, very fine wishes. Very practical, I must say, uh, yes. and not out of the world at all. Uh, except the third one, probably. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, I hope I hope we do have um, better ways, more reproducible and less tedious ways of um, making the uh, thin thin materials, the two-dimensional materials, other than the scotch tape method, yes. which got yeah. the Nobel Prize, but um, not sustainable, yeah. not reproducible, I would say. Absolutely, and I think um, that is probably uh, something to, definitely we should get more people interested in, in 2D materials from general uh, nanomaterials and nanoscience community, because I feel like a lot of us guys are very, very fundamental physicists. Mm -hmm. And because it produces the most high quality systems, we are, I think if, if it's only physicists who keep doing graphene and 2D materials research, we will always be stuck with scotch tape. So yes. I think we need more of more applied scientists <laughs> just trying to improve things and making these crystals definitely. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that that uh, is, yes. I, I hope people are working on it. I mean, there is quite a lot of uh, headway made for graphene, right? Uh, there is a lot of progress, um, mm -hmm. but I feel like it's just there is a lot of room to improve. Improve, uh, yeah. Definitely. Having said that, there is already an immense number of groups doing it, yes. Yeah, I absolutely. Should. Yeah. But also for other 2D materials, it would be nice to have that scalability yeah, and reproducibility and production. Less so, less so in other materials that yeah. compared to graphene, but yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And also your second wish about easier ways of making the contacts, because I, I know it's a nightmare. <laughs> yes. I remember that being a nightmare uh, to, to make the contacts of these super thin, super small uh, flakes as well. And then... Uh, Ah, I wish there was a way to uh, IBM, other companies, if you're listening, we need that on academic level, not just on <laughs> industrial level. <laughs> exactly. Um, and also with the referees uh, or the publishing the work being more fair and more nicer. Constructive. Constructive. Yeah. That's the word. Yeah, that's the word. Yeah. That is the word. Absolutely. Well, I hope all three of your wishes come true very, very soon. Um, especially the first and second, because those you would you could use in the lab right now. 
yes. so that would be amazing. So, Sarve, this has been wonderful speaking with you. But one last question before I let you go yes. is, uh, well, we lived through uh, quite an interesting year that was 2020 and also living through an interesting version of 2020, uh, which is 2021. Uh, so what are your learnings from these times? Yeah, um, I would say um, being in the middle of the pandemic and being stuck at home in isolation quite often gives somebody the time and opportunity to, you know, in my case, it was uh, my thesis, go back to foundations, understand things and like put my thesis together and look through my data again, analyze things, look at them in a very calm way and notice things that wasn't immediately obvious, come up with new experiment ideas. Mm -hmm. um, so um, I guess um, my most important learning is just no matter what situation you are in, just try to make a good use of your time. And mm -hmm. there's always things to do. Mm. Uh, and things to improve on um, and brush up on understanding of things. Uh, mm -hmm. And yeah. yeah, 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 I guess, yeah, I guess it was. And then um, 2021, um, I think again, it, it highlights the, the importance of science, how mm -hmm. much the vaccinations are changing our lives already and will help a lot on the way to becoming normal and how new research is shedding light into the policies and the, the practicality approaches that the governments should take. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's been, it's been two years that it's been a couple of, already in 2021 too, it is highlighting the importance of science in our lives and how, how basically we can't sustain ourselves without it really. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, with, we can't sustain without science. Uh, that's a very positive note and a hopeful note, optimistic note to end this podcast on. So thank you very much, Survey. Uh, this has been wonderful. I learned a lot of new things about your science, about you. Uh, it has been fantastic and looking forward to having you on Real Scientist Nano. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To know more about us, please visit our website realscientistsnano.org and follow us on Twitter at realsci_nano.